Hallelujah, 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 Lord. Who is free in the house today? Yes, he is good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you will, will you help me pray over service and over this time? Jesus, Lord, we love you and we're thankful for who you are, Lord God. We're thankful for what you're about to do in this service, what you already, what we already feel in this service today, Lord God. We're thankful for what you're about to speak through the man of God today, Lord God, what the presence that is about to be ushered in here that I can already feel, Lord God. Let our hearts be opened up to you, Lord God, and let our minds be available for what you're about to put into us, Lord God. We are thankful for who you are, Lord God. I just pray that you touch each and every one of us, Lord, and in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. If you will, will you cross aisleways and be friendly with each other? Hallelujah. As, as you make your way back to your seats, I'm going to start going through some announcements. Can I get a, a wave for the ones that have been doing helping with peanut brittle this last week? We, um, we've been working. We've had three, time, three um, cooking sessions this week. They've went pretty well. Um, Especially with the new ones behind the stove, uh, some little shaky moments, some things that uh, come out of pans that we never thought would come out of the pots. But, you know, that's an inside story. But we've been having fun, and it's been a lot of work. That being said, we have more um, sign-ups that need to be signed up. So for the, the second, and, or I'm sorry, the Tuesday and Thursday, we need people to volunteer. Please look at the sign-up sheet in the foyer, and if you're part of the HAT members page, we have a sign-up sheet also there. Um, and we will, we, it's all one body. It's all for our church, right? It's all for all of us. It's a huge fundraiser for the church. Okay, then next week, anybody say next week? Next week. The, the 22nd and the 23rd with Adrian Sanford. The service Saturday is 6 o'clock. So be here. Let's get here 30 minutes early if we can't. I mean, and let's bring in the presence of the Lord for revival. That sounds like a great idea to me. And then the 31st is our annual fall harvest party and communion. Um, so the way it goes is the adults and 
yeah, the adults are out here. They are going to partake in communion. Your children will be in the back with Sister Casey and the ones helping, and myself and the ones helping. And then the ones that are end up helping, we that following Sunday, I'll have communion and we'll I'll we'll do communion in the back for everybody else. So your kids will be taken care of, and then the ones that are helping, we're going to help take care of you guys too. Okay. So and I think we need more candy, right? So if you want to bring donations of bags of candy in, that would be great. Individually wrapped candy, please. Okay. Can I get a couple ushers up here? And then we'll get into the word and worship and praise. I mean, everything else we do, right? Oh, look at this. We got, we got new. We're doing headshots. Okay, so we're doing, um, for the, um, the website, we are going to do pictures for all the directors, and it's going to be basically, huh, and staff. Somebody, somebody tell me, is it for all staff and directors? Okay, staff and directors, we are doing headshots from, yeah what it says so people know when they're on the websites who each of us are right yeah right after service okay this is welcome to MC and service guys this is what it's about it is for everybody to know who we are we have had confusion people don't know who the pastor is people don't know different people over different things and this will help everybody out for um, to help because when you're new to the church, isn't it hard to know who's who? So this will give them a, a help, okay? All right. Breathe. We're going to take an offering. We're going to pray over offering, and then we're going to worship and praise, okay? Sister Lexi, will you pray over the offering? Jesus, mighty name we pray. You guys will march on out there. Nikaila. Yeah. Help us praise and worship with our worship team.
Praise God. Somebody shout, he's all of that. He is. He's, he's all that. Amen. Come on, he's my hope. Some people put hope in others. Amen. We need to put our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. How many thankful today to know that he is the great I am. Amen. 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 Thank you. You can be seated. thankful today for amen the Holy Ghost and what God is doing in Heritage Apostolic Tabernacle amen I trust that uh, I'm going to say this I trust that you're trusting in the Lord and not other people some people let people affect them and that should not affect your walk with God amen I'll just say it that way amen Uh, can you Does that sound like Sister Amanda? Hey, can you play that again? Brother Sammy, can you hit that again? That sounds just like Sister Amanda when she jumped out of an airplane. At what, 10,000 feet? I can't tell if that's her joke. Amen, amen, yeah. No, we, we're not promoting Halloween. That's not a Halloween. Uh, uh, in fact, I'll just say it openly so everybody hear this. I don't celebrate Halloween. Uh, I don't think any Christian ought to cel- celebrate Halloween. That's just me because it's one of the darkest and one of the most evil days uh, that there are that we celebrate as human beings. But uh, anyway, I didn't always I used to, man, I used to go out and terrorize, get my candy and all that stuff and try to be as scary as possible until I learned what it was about. And so uh, that's the key in just knowing. Uh, once you know something that changes everything, can I get a, a big amen for that? Amen, amen. We do need you to step up, church. Uh, we have committed to the Optimus Club to do uh, 1,200 bags of peanut brittle uh, peanut, uh, 700 bags of cashew, and 125 bags of peanut chocolate. So we have committed to that. So we need our church to step up. Some that haven't been involved, it's time that you step up and get involved. See Sister uh, Casey and Sister Rexanne. I told Brother... Uh, uh, Thomas, I said, I'm not, we're not going to get up and take a bunch of time for this. We'll just uh, have to start calling people out because if this is our church and we're committed, we've been doing this for years. And so I'm not going to let some, a few people change what we need to do with our commitment. So get rid of the attitudes, get rid of the feelings, and just deal with what needs to be done in your church. Uh, this is your church. Uh, I do want to say that uh, Sister Laura and I got to get away this week. Uh, it was kind of kind of nice. Uh, the weather changed. All this time we've had good weather, and as soon as you decide to go camping, it has to get windy and uh, chilly and all that good stuff. But we had a good time. Got to uh, spend a little time with the, with the grands. Um, our other grandson, other grandkids. Uh, I actually should say all three of them are back up here for this next week. They're on fall break this next week, so we may get to see them some. Uh, the boys did stay all night with us last night, so uh, remember remember them and rem- remember those that are traveling, and there are still some that are, are traveling for 
uh, fall break. How many is glad to go back to school? Is fall break over? Oh, Lord. See, I have to go back to driving a school bus tomorrow. Cowan Schools, we're back, Delaware County. First John, grab your Bibles, First John chapter number 4. First John chapter 4. Amen, amen. First John chapter 4, we're going to read verses 7 through 10, and then we're going to drop down to verses 17 through 21. Amen, amen. I, I like that scream. That, sound, that sounded like somebody jumping out of a plane, too. All that air background. And uh, we have a saying around here. You know what Grandpa would say? Little number, yeah. Ten thousand feet. And and you know what's you know what's even worse about that? I'll say this for Brother Rob's sake. You had to pay for it. She had to buy a spot to go up ten thousand feet and jump out of a plane. Amen. Hey, raise your hand, Sister Amanda. Raise your hand. Our finest school teachers. Right there, that shows you right there, our, our, our education right there. Amen, amen, amen. First John chapter 4, verse number 7. i got to have a little fun. Thank you, brother, for digging that up for me, by the way. First John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And what? Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. It takes love to know the Lord. He that loveth, what? Not knoweth not God. Let me say it again. Verse 8. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. Shout that with me. God is love. In this was manifested. Notice this. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into this world that we might live through him. Verse 10, herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent, uh, and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins. He interrupts the normal relations, amen, of our sinful life. Dropping down to verse number 17, herein is our love made perfect. Somebody shout perfect. Somebody shout complete. Herein is our love made complete, perfect, that we may have what? Boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Can I get a big amen for that? It's not scary to love, but sometimes it is. I'll leave, I'll get, get to that in a minute. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Verse 19, we love him because what? He first loved us. If any man say, I love God and hateth his brother. Let me say this to the hypocrites out there that's listening. If you can't love people, something's wrong because we don't have the love of God. I didn't say that. Read it. If any man, if any person say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Verse 21, And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother 
also. From verse 17, if you'll put that back up there is where I want to just draw the thought. The Lord just for the last few days has been laying this on my heart. This is where the, the, this comes from. Uh, verse 17, as he is, so are we in this world. And from that, I, I just feel like the Lord spoke to my spirit and said, his word was all that was necessary. Amen. How many would lift their hands all over this place? Come on, let's ask God just to show his love right now. He has. He's showed it to us. We're here today. Amen. Let's show him our love to him. Jesus, we thank you, Lord. God, for this opportunity. God, help us to speak the word, God, as you give it, Lord. God, let your word, God, go forth, Lord, into our hearts, into our ears to hear. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. You can be seated. Now, I think it's very clear, just, and this is not the only passage that uh, confirms this, but this is the one that really kind of points out the strongest uh, of, of this thought, because it's obvious by the Word of God that our relationship, look at your neighbor, our relationship with each other, our relationship uh, between God and between man, between what we say as human beings, is predicated uh, on love, our relationship with God, our, his relationship with humanity is predicated on love. It means it's confirmed, it's affirmed uh, on love. It takes love. Why? Because, very simple, God is love. How many's got the Holy Ghost in this building? I mean, how many's got the Spirit of God dwelling in your body right now? Come on, don't be ashamed. You've been baptized in Jesus' name. Your sin's been remitted. You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. You've spoken a heavenly language as a sign. By the way, speaking in tongues don't mean you have the Holy Ghost. It's a sign that the Holy Ghost is present. That's not the Holy Ghost itself. It's a sign. Amen. Keep that in mind. Now think about it. Because everything is predicated about love. Now this is difficult. And it's more difficult, seems like, I don't know, it just seems like to me, because I'm living in the now generation. I'm living now. And so it's hard for me sometimes to love people. I said it's hard. <clears throat> it's hard to love a liar. It's hard to love somebody that's talking about you. It's hard, amen, to care about somebody and show the right love to somebody that's not exhibiting what they know as truth. It's hard for me to love ministries outside of our faith. Why? Because I don't believe they're ministering truth. Because I think salvation is important in the name of Jesus being baptized and being filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And there's a lot that just say, hey, listen, confess Jesus Christ. Nowhere in the Word of God does it say just confess Jesus Christ. Confession does not save you. Confession is the first part of being delivered. Delivered from what? Our unbelief. When I confess it, I'm now confessing that I believe something. And so when we confess Jesus Christ, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, meaning we believe that He came and died on a cross for our sins. Now, if it's not for his love for us, we would not know how to love each other. This is something that I believe Brother Horner said today in our lesson, something he pointed out. This is a pet peeve of mine. 
I hear a lot of talk about love. And I know you probably look, and it's easy to look at the preacher and look at ministry and say, well, what about you? Love. Listen, sometimes it's hard to love people who won't allow you to love them the right way. Because I'm not going to love you into hell. Come on. Come on, church. We got to get this. We're not going to love people into hell. We've got to tell the truth, and we've got to live the truth, and we've got to be the truth, and we've got to be the witness. We've got to be the written epistles. I love people. I do. I love people. My wife will tell you, we go somewhere. Sometimes I don't even pay attention to her. I'm watching everybody else in the restaurant. I mean, she's used to it. I'm just enamorated by watching people and their actions. I mean, I can't help that. You're just drawn to it. Same way in the prison when I worked in the prison. I was just drawn to watch how different men would act. And I even had men work with me that had murdered, had taken life, had murdered people. And I'd watch them on a daily basis and listen to them. And I would think, man, where does it come from? Because I don't see it. But you learn it's just a momentary thing. Usually drugs, alcohol, money, or a woman was involved. All those, look at me, all those, I'll get a big amen. All those will make you snap. That was a little fun there, but it's true. And when you think about it, his love for us. We, I wouldn't know how to love people the right way. Right? The right way. There are people, now listen, there are people I love from a distance. Because I don't love them as far as the flesh, but I love their spirit. I love their soul. Why? Because they're created of God. My doctor, sometimes I'm aggravated at my doctor. Sometimes I'm aggravated maybe at a lawyer. We might be aggravated at our psychiatrist. or We may be aggravated about things. Uh, we may be aggravated about our teachers. But they got a soul. And we've got to look beyond what we see in the flesh. And that's where it gets difficult. Because we walk by sight and not faith. And we're Christians, we should walk by faith. I don't know how some things are going to work out. I don't know how some things are going to happen. I don't know what this world's going to do unless the Lord reveals. And I believe He does. And I've said this to many, especially here lately. Amen. Stop worrying about what's going on in the world and start trusting God and start walking by faith. Amen. Don't let it affect you because you'll just be a storm chaser. God will teach his people. God will talk to his church. God will prepare us if we're willing to listen. His words always, always, has always been there. And it was necessary at one time. Watch. Put up verse number 19. Because it all actually begins with creation. When God created, he created us, mankind, for the purpose of relating to us in love. God so loved, he gave. God is love. Verse 9, God is love. We loved him before because he first, what? He first loved us. Jesus Christ changed everything on the cross. 
Come on, when it comes to humanity, it changed everything. He loved us, and he went through it. He loved us, and he completed it. Come on, we've got to learn to love one another. It's hard sometimes to get over hurt feelings. And, and, and I've told people, listen, you've got to forgive people and move on. You can mark them. Come on, there's some people that every time they open their mouth, they're going to lie. I've worked with people, oh, my Lord. I mean, you, you, you just get to know as soon as when their mouth's moving, you know they're not telling the truth. You know it's slanted to their favor. That's, I mean, but when we understand the Word of God, we understand that's humanity. That's the human side. The godly side is love. And when we love each other, guess what? We have to have God so that we can love each other the right, right way. We love him because he first loved us. I did, I, we couldn't, I couldn't, we couldn't come to God until he came to us. I hope you understand that. Because, if, in fact, if you think about it, in the first chapters, in the first two chapters of Genesis, what do we find? The creative story that declares God's pleasure and his satisfaction with everything that he made. Everything that he made. The first couple chapters of Genesis describes what he made. But notice something. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. In everything that God made, in everything that God planned, in everything that he done, the most suitable environment. He created the most suitable environment for what he was about to do. And he was about to create mankind. Amen. Before he created mankind, guess what? He made the way first. How'd he do it? Put up Genesis 3, or 1 and 3. How'd he do it? God said. God said. Now, that's, this is what the Lord's been dealing with me about. This is what we've got to understand, church. God is speaking. God has always spoke, and when he spoke then, we understand, he spoke creation. He spoke the light, he spoke the sun, he spoke the moon, he spoke all these things. He said, read it, chapter 1, verse 3, verse 6, verse 9, verse 11. It goes all the way up to verse, I think, 28 or 29. In all, the, in all these verses, God said, God said, God said. At one time, God's word was good enough to create. And this is what the Lord's been dealing about. What happened to my word? When I spoke things into existence that you minister about, that people say they believe in, what about now where you're living in God? Amen. If the love of God is in us, guess what? We know he still loves us. Even though he's already paid the price on the cross, he loves us enough to let us know he's going to take care of things. God said he'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. But when we're hurting, when we're going through something, oh, Lord. You know, we, we quote all the cliche scriptures. He's a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. We, we say, and, and, and what I'm saying is, as Christians, if we're not careful, we'll talk about the Word of God. We'll talk about the things of God like we talk and like we do with love. It's convenient. I love you when it's convenient. 
I love you when I get something out of it. Oh, come on, I'm preaching to some folks today. Listen, I'm talking to us Christians. I'm not talking to the world. I'm talking to us Christians. We've got to understand, listen, we talk about God, and we talk about God living in us and being in us, and we talk about the Holy Ghost, but we've got to learn to love. Well, sometimes, Brother Purdue, your words don't show what you love. Oh, well, it's because maybe you might be hearing it wrong. I love you. I'm not going to tell you you're all right when you're not all right. I'm not going to be in your corner, amen, when you're choosing to do wrong. That's real love. Jesus did not. He didn't come along and tell the Sadducees and the Pharisees, hey, y'all doing all right. You're just missing it a little bit. He called them hypocrites. He called them liars. And he told his disciples, don't be like them. That's his words. Some of us, listen, young people, some of us are trying to mimic other people. Stop mimicking somebody else and be what God's called you to be. Let God teach you. Come on, let God teach you what he wants you because you can reach somebody I can't. You can be involved in situations that I can't. Others can't. That's the love of God getting to everywhere. Covering all bases. I've been done horrible. This week was horrible to some extent. I had somebody just lie to me. I had, I had, oh, I'm going to have a little fun. I do the cow thing, beef thing. Last October, I made all of this year's appointments for beef. Got people lined up that rely on it because it's cheaper than the store by far. I had this funny feeling. I woke up the other day, I had this funny feeling. Something I hadn't heard from the place. So I called. The guy gets on the phone. I say, hey, I'm supposed to come in Monday with two beef. Let me look on the book. Oh, you've been scratched off. What? You've been scratched off. He goes into this and kind of gets my wife on the speakerphone. He was rude. So I didn't cancel. No, we just decided this week to cancel you. Because people's been calling in complaining. What? I hadn't heard had complaining about what? Well, just different complaints and, and kind of alluded to, if I remember right, kind of alluded to like, you know, somebody calling up, cussing them out, making, making their employees feel horrible. I said, I don't, I don't have anybody like that. You've got me confused with somebody else. Well, you're marked off. I've got people that's been waiting for this for almost a year. Not to count about $3,000 I'm losing now because I put hay and corn and raise these little dudes up. I mean, come on. But it it was to know, you just scratched off. That's just, I've been been doing this for 10 years. What? I don't understand. I I don't understand. I said, first of all, I said, nobody's complained to me. And some of these people are are still coming back. It can't be complaints. Something's wrong. Something's out of whack. And then finally it hit me. This is probably the only smart like thing I said. I said, well, listen, 
I don't know, have a clue. I can't fix anything that I don't know about. Nobody's complained to me, and you haven't said anything to me. Nobody said, if you would have told me somebody was calling, I would have took care of that. I said, but I don't, I don't believe anybody's doing that. I said, is this the case? Do you have some buddies that need to get their cows in? Because, see, you have to make it years. You have some buddies that need to get their cow in right now, and, and I just get kicked to the curb? Never responded. Just got quiet. Man, I hung up that phone. My inside was. This ain't the love of God. Because I'm tormented. Because I want to storm over there. Go right up to the, right up to. It's, you talking to me? It ain't, you, something. But how many know, the moment you step out of that. What you're doing, you're provoking yourself because if I was to go do that, woo, I might be in jail today. Because you don't know what would happen. Listen, this is what we do. Sometimes we step out, out of the love of God. And I had the strangest thought yesterday. My wife doesn't even know this. With all the grandkids and all the commotion going on, I was sitting there and I said, Lord, maybe you're looking out for me. You know, maybe, Brother Corey, on the way there, I would have got killed in a car wreck. Maybe on the way there, I would have killed somebody else. I don't know. But sometimes we get so frustrated, we're so angry, and so we don't know. There's something good somewhere. Because I certainly ain't done nothing to nobody. Certainly nothing was provoked or done. But you just get bad news, things happen. And so you have to start searching. Listen, where's God at in this? And why is God doing or why is God allowing some things to happen in our lives? Come on, we don't have the answers. We don't know what it means. But God does. And maybe, I may never know, maybe there was something good about it. Think about it. God spoke things in the first two chapters God spoke things to exist he said God said God said and what I believe God's trying to get us to understand is listen God is speaking today just like he did in creation God is speaking to us and letting us know God created the universe from nothing Nothing but his spoken word. And God said. He, his word prepared all that was necessary for you and I to come along. Amen. Before he created mankind. If God thought enough about us before we were us. God put it all together first. So whatever it is I'm going through, whatever it is you're going through, God put it together first. God's got it taken care of. Why? Because He loves us. We're fo- For me, I was focusing on the hate. I was focusing on the bad. I was looking at the situation. But there may be something good in it from God. Oh, you're stretching, Brother Purdue. Okay. God was taking care of things before his most important creation. And it was reserved for the last. Who is that? Us. 
We were, we were made in his likeness. Genesis 127. Look at it. Now, I, I don't know if I've ever, I've preached about this and taught about this for years. But I don't know that I've seen it this way. God created man in his own image. What is God? God is spirit. How in the devil did he know how to shape this body? Look at yourself. God is a spirit. Read it. God created man, humanity, in his own image. Look in the mirror. How do you see yourself? God had to see himself as an image, as, as, as a form of a human. He had to see himself in the form of a human being. God created man in his own, in God's image. God is spirit. In the image of God created he him. Oh, yeah, look now, watch this. And made him male and female. This is what come to me yesterday. Amen. Guess what? Uh, maybe that's why there's so much confusion in the land today about male and female, about who you are or who you ain't. God created you, uh, and you better stick to that. He created you male and female of his own image, uh, all that he would ever be uh, when he formed mankind. Maybe that's why this whole world's trying to cause so much confusion. To tear down the word of God. Nothing more. Come, we, we don't have to make it anything else. It ain't about personal things. It ain't about gender. It's about what God done. And why man wants to change it. Oh, hallelujah. And I woke up, I think it's Friday. And, oh, my God. That's why there's so much confusion. God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male, female, created he them. He did it. Now listen. I mean, you know, it's, it's great that man's technology. We can see, what is it, past Mars now? We're way out. I mean, this vast universe. Think about it. God made the universe before he made man. All these, all these, I mean, all these things that we're just at all about now, because we're able to see some of it far greater than what we ever could. Now think about that. That ought to make us draw closer. That ought to make us realize something greater, because as awesome and as vast as our universe is, look at your neighbor, point at him. You're greater. God made that for us. Are you getting this? God made it for us. He created the universe. He created everything that we're going to, the air, the environment, everything that we need, light. He created it before he made man in his image. Now, I don't know, I don't know about you, but all of a sudden that becomes so awesome. Because God did that before. And as vast and as great as it is, there's nothing greater than man's than man being created. The universe does not know it exists. We do. That's awesome. 
It's out there. It's beautiful. There's great things. But it doesn't have the thought process. It doesn't have something special like we have. It doesn't have an eternal soul. Come on, everything that God created can be destroyed. But soul is going to live somewhere for eternity. Come on, this means it should be more important about what God said. What God said then and what God is saying now. His word is still necessary. We've got to keep that at the forefront of our minds and realize God is, His word is still necessary. Get this, devil. I want the devil to hear this. Man has perfection. Look at your neighbor and say, you're perfect. Man, we have some perfections in order to show that he is the image of God. Now, in the standards of the world, this silhouette may not make GQ magazine. But the devil knows you're awesome. Because you're made of the image of the Almighty, the Spirit that created, the Spirit that spoke the universe and the stars and the sun and the moon. The devil knows that. Hear this, devil. So we have some perfections to show that we're made. In the image of God. Come on, that makes us the sons of God. Amen. He formed us. He made us. Long before he made all this awesome stuff that we get excited about. Why? Because we're greater. Be right in his image. So there's perfections that's in mankind. Maybe that's why some more reasons why there's so much confusion. But also, get this. Let me admit it. We also have defects. We have defects. We have things. Look at your neighbor and say, there's issues. We have defects that show one purpose. <laughs> to prove one thing. That we're only the image of God. We're only made, oh, get this, we're only made in his image. As much as we'd like to think that we're whatever we are, because we're made in the image of God. But we've got to still understand we're not God. The devil knows this stuff. That's why he fights so hard. Because what it comes down to, God gave us salvation and redemption. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Sin caused God to punish Adam and Eve, amen, for their disobedience. But he also showed them what? Mercy and love by granting them a way of escape, amen. He just didn't do away with them, but what did he do? He showed them mercy. He showed them love, amen, and cause because he already knew the devil didn't do nothing great, amen. Let me tell you something. The devil may look like he's trying to cause your life to be all kind of chaotic, but you got to speak up and say, listen, you haven't done nothing great. 
You haven't got to me. Amen. All this is just something, amen, to let me know I still have some defects, but I know God loves me. He's already paid the price. I know there's an eternity, amen, made for me, and I'm not a part of this right now. Amen. One of these days. How did, he, how did he do it? Listen, how did God grant them a way of escape? Because they realized they were naked when they sinned. What did God do? He, he slew the animals. He shed the blood, amen, to cover them and taught them. And from that point on, amen, for generations, what happened? They were animal sacrifices made for sin. I don't know if you thought about that much. Think about it. Because he loved, he granted them a way of escape through the shedding of blood of innocent animals to cover their nakedness. Animal sacrifices for centuries followed from that point on. Now let me say it this way. And go ahead and make your way to music. If his word was all that was necessary then, Look at me. How many have seen pictures of the nebulas out there and all that's been sent back? How many has got the chance to see some of these beautiful pictures that we we get a witness now that's that's out there beyond? It's awesome. It's just breathtaking. It's it's amazing. And, and, and then when we start thinking about God said, God told that star, you go right there. You go over here. God said, here's the boundaries. God said, here it is. There's got to be something that keeps things on the earth. What's that called? Gravity. There's got to be something that keeps us where we are. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. What is it that's pulling you to where you're at? Because God said, and God provided enough when he made this universe, I believe he provided enough for all of mankind until eternity shows up. Why are we worried? We're worried because we see and we watch our government and we watch people make horrible mistakes and decisions, amen, that we feel or think that's not right for what we need. All along, what's going on, God is allowing, amen, what's taking place, trying to show us, amen, that we're still only made in His image. He's God. Look at me. Oh, this is, listen, you know where you're living right now? You're living in the devil's domain. He's the prince and power of the air. Devil knows his business, he knows what he's got, he knows his limitations. Listen, nobody can take your life but you. If the enemy can, can, can convince you that life is not worth living, he, he can't take your life himself. 
Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. But the enemy is trying his best to make people look around and see things so bad that it's got to be better than this. No, it's not better than this. Why? Because, listen, amen, God didn't give the devil and he didn't give you and I the power to take or give life. Amen. What we have, amen, is the responsibility of what life gives us in God. That was a mouthful. Think about that. Look at me. Look at me. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. No person can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Ghost, the Spirit. We can say all we want. I, I can tell you I'm a millionaire. And I'm worried about losing a few thousand dollars. I, I can tell you all kind of things. Don't make it true. What makes it true? What did Jesus, what did the Lord convey to his disciples? Thomas, how will you know I love you? I will show love one to the other. You said it today. Put your hand out here. Don't put it flat. Turn it over. It's because I love you. No, correcting our kids should. We, should, we, should, we love them. Today is abusive. Today is horrible. Come on. Man's view. Because man said. These are the elements that we live in. It's not God. God says, listen. Train up children. Spank them. Yeah. Yeah, look at me. Spank them. And when they scream and cry... Don't worry, they're not going to die. Tell them, Sister Diamond, you made it this far, you're lucky, okay. No. It's out of love. We love. When Jesus dealt with the woman, and you know, I say this, men get a pass on a lot of things. They call it, in the act of adultery, brought her before all the people. I don't know where he was. Probably at the social club with his buddies. What was it Jesus said? You see, because we, we can focus on all the negative and all the bad, and we can try to focus and bring it all into, you know, the what's going on, the wokeness and the progressiveness, and we can bring it, but it comes down to one simple thing. Jesus just wanted to show everybody else, not so much her, Go and sin no more. Just stop. Don't do that. That's love. Love tells somebody, stop. Listen, don't dwell on all this. You're the, the, the when he when he shamed the accusers, well, hey, listen, because the law said they could stone her. But if you don't have any sin in your life, go ahead. Ain't a person here could stone anybody. So stop. Watch it. Stop stoning me. Stop. Because listen, just just he said, go and sin no more. Was that love? Or 
Does that give us the right to have an attitude? Well, sister, if I'd been there, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have handled it that way. Would you, Bob? Well, I'd say, go, guys. Get at it. Because that's what we say today. They deserve it. Come on. Call, dead. I mean, they will deserve it. What? Stand with me. How many of us, don't raise your hand. How many of us has ever said, they deserve everything they get? You ever said that? I probably said it more times than I can remember. Well, you hear, well, good. They deserve everything they get. There's people that would love to see the church fold up. Yeah, they deserve everything they get. What a hypocrite. That's not the love of God. Come on, I don't care whether you're a politician or in the religious world. Listen, we should not berate. We should not go on social media. What a loser. What a, and, and just show hate because we don't agree with what they stand for. I don't agree with a lot of things that some of y'all do myself. I don't teach some of y'all to do some of the things you do, but you do them. still love you. Because I've learned sometimes you just don't get it. And then one day you'll be driving down the road by experience. Boop. Light bulb clip. Oh, my Lord. I, never, I mean, I, I can tell you where I was at on. I mean, to wit, God was in Christ reconciling the world back into himself. Clicked in my head like a light bulb. Brother Steve, because I was trying to put together Godhead and formula and ah, trying to put it all together. To wit, legally, God, Spirit, was in flesh to bring the world back to Him. The ultimate sacrifice. The ultimate, all, I mean, act of love. Come on, lay your hand on your heart right now. We still have God's Word still speaking today. We have a message of salvation. I thought last Sunday when I preached, I thought last Sunday somebody would be baptized. I just felt, man, all weekend, man, it's going to happen. And for a while, I left so disappointed. I just, oh, I just knew it was going to happen. I just felt in my spirit. You know, and you get encouraged by, well, you just got to preach. You can't just let the chips fall. The word don't return void. All those things over the years. You... But the Lord said, my word is still necessary. You see, because I don't know. When we, when we stand before God, God's going to look everybody, be able to look everybody in the eye and say, I did warn you. I did tell you. I Listen, I did love you. in the new birth God does three things that to me seem impossible he puts a person's past as though it never happened old things passed away all things become new when we're baptized make a person all I've seen even my make a person all over again totally different I've seen it happen it seems impossible for some to change 
but he does. The other thing that God does that seems impossible, there's some people it just seems like they're never thinking or looking toward God. But God can make a person as certain of him as God is of himself. He makes himself known. You know, you can wake up one day and it'll all change. How you view God, what you believe. Because the new birth, this born-again experience, bridges the gap that divides our soul from its creator. God said. Think about that for just a moment, would you? Come on, close your eyes. Just start praying, church. I feel like the Lord's really been, really been, really been speaking, really been delivering to some folks. Because salvation is the process that begins with faith in God. What God said, God said. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 17. We know. He said, go to the world. Preach the gospel. What's the gospel? The good news. There's a way of escape. Come on, remember, from the very beginning, God's love for Adam and Eve, he he made a way of escape. Preach the gospel to every creature, every person. He that believeth, what? And is baptized, shall be delivered. He that believeth not shall be damned. There's a process. God's word, God said. His word was all at one time. His word was all that was necessary. What has happened? It's called humanity. Come on, some of us has gotten bigger than God. We think we can work it out. We think we can fix it. We think we can reason it out. We think we can calculate it out. But God said then, things that we're still trying to find out about this universe. He said, go preach the gospel to every person, the good news. There's a way of salvation. There's a way made of escape. He that believe it will be delivered. There'll be signs. Come on. These signs shall follow them that believe. Come on, believe this. In my name they shall cast out devils. Come on, I don't care what devil's in this room today. Amen. There's not a person with the Holy Ghost. There's not a person that can't chase that devil out of their life. Read it. In my name they shall cast out devils. In the name of Jesus, get behind me, Satan. They shall speak with new tongues. Oh, it was just for the Bible days. That's a lie from hell. And the Word of God proves it if you'll just get into it. Because it wasn't just the disciples that got the Holy Ghost in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. The Bible says all 120 of them was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Sounds like more than just the disciples to me. And then when they stepped out to all the languages and they heard them speak in their own language, some heard. 
But all we want to do is be critical because that's human nature. Go back to the garden. The woman you gave me. The devil. Come on, it comes down to my choice, my decision. There's people that have looked me in the eye and told me, I don't care. I don't care to go to hell. It just breaks your heart. Because like it was when they crucified Christ and all the excitement, they all worked up. Oh, crucify him and let his blood be upon us and our children. They didn't have a clue what they were saying. And at least now we have history that confirms his blood was upon them and their children. Can I ask somebody today, what's, ha- what's happened to you? At one time, the Word of God, His Word was all that was necessary. Come on, believe it. His Word was all that was necessary. Friend, do you believe it enough today to change? Creation did. God said, creation listened. God said and creation reacted. The universe did. God's love, God so loved the world. He did. He did. I'm going to invite you to the front today. All that would come, just just come to the front. Let's join together in a dismissal prayer today. Let's pray for one another. I'll say it this way. Let's be honest enough to at least say we all could use a little more love, the love of God in our life. Come on. Come on, don't hesitate. There's nothing, no trick here. There's power and unity. That's why we do these things. There's power and unity. We get our minds on one thing together. Together. 